Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. Hey, it's Casey, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to talk to you about how you're leading your team right now at this very moment. If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, we are dangerously close to quarter four. And I want you to think about quarter four and what's happening. What happens in quarter four? If you're in a service-related business, you're going to have a different Q4 than if you're in a uh, product business, right? If your clients are in the product space versus the service space. Let's just talk about the product space. Here's something you should be very aware of. This is what a savvy CMO knows. They understand the supply chain and how it affects their clients and companies in their industry. What I mean by that is that oftentimes, you know, over the last few years, what we've noticed is that there's just these huge constrictions in shipping that's come out of China for manufacturing. So goods and services get, well, goods get manufactured and they get shipped, right? Put on a boat in a big old uh, shipping container and they float over to whatever the port is in the U.S. or wherever they go. They get unloaded, they get moved by trains and then trucks, ultimately to a warehouse. And if your client right now is off track on getting those goods delivered, you got to be creative with what you're doing in Q4. So I want you to think about that. Is your client on track or off track? Maybe Q4 is a little cyclical for you and seasonal and the typical holidays of like, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that kind of stuff, Christmas, Hanukkah, just like the winter holidays, maybe they don't matter much to your business. You know, maybe you service businesses that are in the HVAC space and they blow up at the beginning of the summer and then right when it starts getting cold again. Those are really their two hot times. You know, maybe you work in the pest control space. Um, I don't know when termites come out, but you would, right? So you have to think through those different kind of uh, cycles with your clients. And I want you to make sure that you're in the right position to support them. So what does it look like to be in the right position? The first thing you got to do is just ask the question. Just ask like, hey, I'm thinking ahead to next quarter. How are we looking right now with shipping times on our products? Right? Like, what are your targets for Q4? What kind of sales do you guys need to see for a successful Q4? Why wait to find that out? Why can't you just like ask those questions today and just know? And they probably didn't think about it. And you're like forcing them to think and them to be strategic so that you can be strategic so that you can solve bigger problems. That's ultimately what you're there for. It's about asking the right questions. So that's the right question to ask right now. What do we need to do in Q4? What does success look like? What do I have to build for Q4? Q4 can be a really difficult time, especially if you have multiple clients in similar industries or, or just whatever, just that, that they all have campaigns that have to get run in Q4. They could be in different industries. It doesn't matter. It's just like if you're working with companies that all sell physical goods and they're all in different you know, niches, but they all sell and they blow up between uh, Black Friday and um, you know, the day after Christmas. Like if those are like their biggest, that's the biggest sales window of the year 
and you have multiple clients doing that, then you know you got to consider for a second what you're doing to support that. Are you taking any time off then? Are you working then? Are you working late then? Does your team know? How are you going to deal with other people asking for time off around the holidays if during the holidays is the biggest time for everyone to focus? How are you fostering a relationship where people are eager to stick around and work because they know that this is the time to work? Do you give them some time off now? Do you get some time off in the start of the year? How do you support the team so that you can ask for more when you need it? So you got to think about for Q4. Maybe you're noticing that it's harder to find people to do work. Right, there's this conversation around it. And sure, I'm seeing it in some markets. Um, it definitely exists. Right? And that there's people aren't interested in working or whatever, whatever the reason is. There's just less uh, workers in some businesses than, than there have been in the past. Um, what are you doing about that? How are you thinking about selling digital products or providing digital uh, assets or um, uh, SaaS tools or, uh, you know, online stuff that doesn't need to be delivered on a one-to-one. If you can think through that, you can find ways to increase the, maybe the average order value or the lifetime value of the customer, or maybe the propensity of a prospect to buy from you. You gotta think through that stuff. You also should be starting to think through a little bit here. What am I doing in Q- Q1? What am I doing next year? What won't we accomplish this year that I really want to get accomplished? Who are the next hires that I want? What's the trigger to know that I have to hire the next person? This is the stuff that a CMO thinks about. And if you're spending your time saying, hmm, what should I write for the email subject line for this email? Hmm, what should be the call to action for this email for you know, your clients? Then you're not acting like a fractional CMO or a CMO. You're acting like a marketing technician. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just inherently, you're not being a chief marketing officer. To rise to the CMO seat, you need to be seeing what's happening and charting a, a course to achieve those outcomes. So what are those outcomes that you need to achieve for your clients? This is a level of leadership that you have to stand up to. Right? You have to like climb the ladder yourself to get there so that you can see. You have to get away from the day-to-day stuff, from the Cloudflare issue and the ESP issue and the um, SSL renewal and the database you know, disconnecting for some reason. And it, like, you have to step away from that stuff, delegate that out, and step up so that you can see what's actually happening in the ecosystem so that you know what to do the next quarter and next year. I want you to have this burning desire for your clients to do the next big thing for them, to help them in the next big way. And if you don't know what that is, you ought to. You ought to focus on that. You ought to ask yourself a a tough question around, you know, given the same budget I had this year, what would I do next year? Given twice the budget I had this year, what would I do next year? Who would be my next two hires? What are the next two marketing campaigns I, I would do? These are the kind of questions that challenge you to think. And... Sometimes when you're challenged to think this way, you come up with a genius idea, and other times you just reconfirm what you've already been doing, and that's great too. You'll have more confidence in your work. You know, I want all of the fractional CMOs that I train to develop what we call a die-on-the-hill marketing strategy. Like, I will die on this hill. This is the right way to do things. I've surveyed everything that's going on. I know our customers. I know our lists. I know all the assets we have. I know the team, the capabilities, the capacity. I know all that stuff, and I considered it, and then I considered the growth goals of, of, of the CEO, of the founder, of the board, 
And this is the best path to do it. And I will die on this hill. I know that this is the right way to do it. And we're going to go. And listen, if something changes my mind, you know, I'll have these strong convictions loosely held, right? I'm convinced that I know that this is right. And if you give me good, good information, good data that I'm wrong, I'm happy to change my mind, right? I'm quick to change my mind. If I am wrong, I'm proven wrong. That's fine. But you want to have a sense of conviction. That conviction tells everyone around you, this person's a leader. They're driving us where they should go. Let's talk about that leadership too. This is something that's been on my mind. This idea that people stop working for your client. They stop working with you as a fractional CMO. They stop trusting your leadership when they run out of future with you. When the future that you paint for them is not big enough. And here's the hack in all of that. Create a future so big that the people at your client's team that work kind of under you can, can live their future, can, can, can create this kind of self-actualized self underneath you. In, like they can, they can achieve their vision as part of your vision. Like that's exciting. So you find the person and you say, I want you someday to be our marketing director. You say that in your mind. Maybe you don't tell them, right? So you create the opportunities for them to step up. And you know that they want to do it too. And they're going to get married soon. And you want to help and support them. And you believe in them. And you like them as a person. And you like how they're savvy and hungry. And they want to grow. So you create the opportunities for them. They're going to stick around there. They're not going to go jump to the next company. They're going to stick around because you've given them opportunity. Because you've coached them. This is what you do right now. Because maybe the businesses that you're working with as a fractional CMO are just kind of like in this kind of gray zone around like, eh, it's the end of, you know, end of the summer, you know, it's that whole kind of back to school, kind of like late summer, early fall time, which might just be kind of slow in your business. Then again, it might not. It might be the crazy time for you. But let's say it's the slow time. What do you do? You do this stuff. This is where you focus. You don't let your foot off the gas. You become a better leader. You drive, you support people. You create a vision so big that they can achieve their own vision for themselves inside of your vision. That's the move. Most people don't think as big as you, right? So you create the container for them to achieve a level well beyond what they've ever considered for themselves. Like imagine, you know, someone is just a marketing technician and you support them all the way to becoming the marketing director. And maybe someday they become the CMO and they boot you out of the job and you're there as an advisor long-term. Like, that's great too. This is the stuff that you can do as a CMO and, and more specifically as a fractional CMO. You can build these people up. So what's the ancillary benefit that you get? You get to have people that want to move with you. You leave a company because your time's done there or um, something happened outside your control with the company or... Um, you just kind of like lost the vibe for them and you just don't want to work with them anymore. You know, these things happen. You find another client that's more aligned with your values or vision or goals or you can charge a higher rate and deliver a better service or whatever it happens to be. You decide to move on and you leave the, the company. I want you to get to a point where the people that you were leading at that old company say to you, hey, if you ever need me at this new company, let me know. I'll jump ship to come support you. It's a beautiful thing to, to have these people that want to work with you because it's proof that you're doing a great job and they feel like their future is bigger when they're with you. Powerful, right? And it's not just about money, right? Like, yeah, money's important, 
But making marginally more money or 10 or 20% more money or 30% more money or whatever it happens to be, just making more money and having a terrible boss or having a micromanager or having to use Microsoft Teams, <laughs> which I hate, but maybe you love, um, you know, like whatever that thing is, it just might be too much for them, that too much pain for the small benefit of a little extra cash. Maybe their life doesn't need that extra cash, right? So don't think that it is just money because sometimes it's not. Really, it's the environment. I mean, if people are working full-time, they're working eight hours a day. What do they spend, an hour and a half once they wake up before work, maybe two hours? And then after work, after their drive home? You know, how much time do they spend with their family? Three, four hours? You're getting more of them than their spouse and their children are getting. It's significant. And if you can create this big vision for them to kind of move into, it's exciting. It's exciting for them. They feel a sense of purpose and a sense of um, momentum uh, and care that makes them want to follow you as a leader. And then your job is to keep creating bigger outcomes, identifying what the executives want, and then you know, distilling what the marketing outcomes are for that, and then driving them towards that. This is it time and time again. Your job is to be challenged by the executive team, by the CEO, by the board. They say, we need to do this big thing, and you should go, oof, cool, that's a big one. All right, let me think about how we're going to do that. How long do I have to do it? And they're like, a year, two years. You're like, okay, cool, great, I'll make it happen. Like, that's the fun stuff. That's where you want to be. That's when you're in the controlling seat. So if you want to get to those conversations, if you want to be that kind of leader, you have to start today by asking bigger and better questions that earns your seat in the leadership team, that earns your position leading the marketing team. If you're just kind of a weak leader, it's just not going to, no one's going to follow you. No one's going to support you and what you're doing. You want people that are going to fight like hell for you, right? If ever the HR team says, hey, what do you think about the CMO? You know, they're fractional. They're not working full-time with us. We're thinking about going with a full-time. You want them just to fight and be like, hell no. I love this person. This fractional CMO, I don't care. I didn't even know they were fractional. They, were, they are so effective. We're so aligned. We're getting so much done. I'm loving work. Everyone else is. The team's got a great dynamic, and we're hitting and achieving our outcomes. I don't know why we would get rid of the fractional CMO to get a full-time CMO. Like, that's the position you want them to be in. And you can get there if you're a strong leader. So how do you get to be a strong leader? You go all the way back to the start of the conversation here, which is you ask big questions from the executive team. So the question to ask right now is, hey, what's the plan for Q4? What are the sales targets that we have? What's the profitability target that we have? Hey, I know that we get some stuff from China shipped in for Q4. Are we on track for that? Is it all hitting the uh, warehouses already? Are there any digital products we could wrap with that stuff? Let's think about that. Let's go talk to the product team or the sales team or whatever. Come up with some additional products that we can kind of bolt on to these physical products to increase the perceived value. Maybe to reduce churn. Maybe to increase the average order value or to push people on membership or something. Like, it's your job to think that from a high level. Start leading with those conversations now. Don't wait until the start of Q4 to be like, what am I doing? Start right now. Start asking those questions. Get yourself in position. Earn the respect of the team and then lead them. This is your job as a fractional CMO. All right. If you want me to help you and support you to be a fractional CMO that wins clients that pay you between $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 a month or more, um, 
I'd love to help. I've got a great team and, and great training and uh, coaching that we offer inside the CMOX Accelerator. You can go take a peek at what we've got going on at cmox.co slash invite, cmox.co slash invite. Go there and uh, take a peek at this video I recorded. It's like 20 minutes or so, maybe 25 minutes. Um, and you can watch it on like fast play if you want, but it walks you through everything. You can even scrub the video if you want, right? You don't have to sit there for 25 minutes. You can scrub the video and just like watch the parts that are interesting to you. And if it sounds like we can help you, book a call with us. Just book a call with my team. We've got some spots on the calendar this week, um, and we'd love to see if we could help you. It's uh, super low pressure, so don't worry about any of that stuff. No high pressure or anything here. We just want to help people that want to grow as a fractional CMO because I did it, grew my practice to $556,000 a year, um, working on the road, living in an RV with my wife, just like traveling North America and Canada. It's awesome. Um, I've taught other people how to do it too, uh, helping people who have, you know, uh, that are um, singles, uh, you know, single folks that just want to like focus on their career right now. Awesome. Uh, people that are married that um, want to help uh, get their spouse out of the job that they're doing because their spouse hates the job and they also just want to make more money themselves. Awesome. People who have family members with medical problems and they want to support their family members, right? Like that kind of stuff and not work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Those are people that are in. If people that are in marketing agencies that are just kind of sick and tired of the the, the hamster wheel of a marketing agency, which is like so much work and labor has to get done for such little profitability. This is a faster way to make a lot of money with the least amount of work and to be ascended to the role of the chief marketing officer, which will forever be your title, right? The only role kind of past that is like, I guess CEO, but in the marketing space, it's the top role. If you're a fractional CMO, you are in the best role, the best seat as a marketer, continually growing your skill set increasing the um, reputation that you have, your ability to deliver results, just puts you in just an incredibly strong position so that you can go serve great companies. It's amazing. So if we can help you, I'd love to. Head over to cmox.co slash watch. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 